Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for lending me your ears. Today, I want to talk about an article I ran across over at MarTech Cube. And the title of the article is 76% of companies miss targets due to poor adoption of tools. 76, wow. 76% of companies miss targets due to poor adoption of tools. Now, this survey was done by a company called Ayego, uh, and it surveyed 330 B2B sales leaders to gauge their perspective on how multiple sales enablement tools impacted their organization. Oh, this is a great article. A lot of great data here. Now, the margin of error in this report is about 5.3% plus or minus, okay, at a 95% confidence level, which means this is pretty good data. Now, the respondents were screened and sampled in partnership with somebody called Lucid, a global survey panel provider. Now, having said that, let's move that aside and let's look at some of the information or some of the data points they found. Now, on average, first data point, companies say they have wasted $313,000 on sales enablement tools that weren't fully adopted by reps over the past two years. Now, again, that's hard to gauge what it's 313,000, but well, how many salespeople is that divided by? So it's kind of a weird number, but it's giving you an indication that money is being wasted on tools that are not being used. And again, the second data point here is 76% of the companies say that poor adoption of sales tool is the top reason teams miss their sales quota. Now, let's again, let's pause here. Let me read that again. 76% of companies say that poor adoption of sales tools is a top reason teams miss their quota. Now, notice they use the phrase here is a top reason, not the only reason, right? Other reasons might be lack of training or others. So we have to kind of take this with a grain of salt. But again, it's an indication that salespeople are not using the tools. Third data point, 74% of sales leaders say using many different enablement tools increases security concerns and data loss risk. Makes sense. That totally makes sense. 86% of reps get confused about which tool to use for which task. This one is big. 86% of reps get confused about which tool to use for which task. Totally makes sense. There's so many tools out there. Some are starting to kind of blend over into others. In other words, they're, you know, like they're starting to have CRM-like capabilities, but if you're using a CRM, so which one do I use? Do I use the CRM? Do I use the CRM-like tool? So it's, get, it's getting very confusing because there's so many different tools out there. What do salespeople use? Next data point, nearly 80% of sales reps wasted time keeping track of different login credentials for different tools. Okay, that's all of us, isn't it? We're, it's like there's so many passwords in this world, uh, just too many passwords. Uh, I use a tool called 1Password for all my passwords. That seems to work well. Last data point, 82% of sales leaders say that trying to get reps to use the provided sales tools feels like a second job. Now, my opinion on this one, let me read that again. 82% of sales leaders say that trying to get reps to use the provided sales tools feels like a second job. Well, that should, that should be included as part of the responsibility. It's not a second job. It is your job to get people to use the tools. My position on this is if your salespeople are not using the sales tools, it's either one, it's a crappy product, but let's assume it's not a crappy product. It's a good product. Two, you haven't convinced the salespeople that using the tool 
is going to benefit them. In other words, the salespeople are not sold on using the tools. So again, it's an interesting article, a lot of good data points, but the overall, the overarching message here is more tech tools does not equal higher quota or your ability to hit your sales goals. There's a lot of issues that a lot of companies are having with a lot of their sales teams not using the tools. But again, I, it begs the question, if they're not using it, why? Salespeople are motivated by self-interest. If they truly believe a tool will help them, they will use it. The fact that they're not using it begs the question, is it because the tool is not up to par or up to snuff? Or number two, as I pointed out already, that maybe they're not sold on it providing or giving any return on investment. In other words, they don't see using the tool as benefiting them, which is probably the underlying reason why the adoption rate is so low. So anyway, that is it for the Sales Influence Podcast. Would love to get your thoughts on sales enablement tools, how many you currently use, and how often do you use these tools? And number three, how effective are they in helping you close more deals? Love to hear your feedback. Again, let me know what you think on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening to the Sales Influence Podcast, let me know. And after you've done that, check out the Sales Velocity Academy. Super excited. Again, we've added some great courses over the last year. Uh, we just uh, updated our new brochure so you can see how big the uh, Sales Velocity Academy is. So no, it's think of it as a giant toolbox. Whatever sales problem you have, you go in there, you watch the videos you need to really learn that skill set and then be able to apply it right away. And after that, again, enjoy the process. Make more money faster, as I say. When you can sell, and you can sell effectively, you'll always have a position in sales, and you'll always be effective at selling. Anyway, on that note, this is Victor Antonio, always reminding you that selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me, and it's always about them.